is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Oh, I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wenzel. Smogville, USA, at the Smogville World's Fair. This is World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton, SLC Salty. And I am Sean Black. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair, and we are now forced to produce this show. We do so by discussing the only things we truly grasp. Fringe and forgotten pop culture and other mysteries of the universe. And we do it very well. Yes. Championship level. Yeah, we, we were awarded that, that title. We just wanted to call the show Podcast. Yeah, that was, uh, our, our marketing research team was really up against it. Mm-hmm. We recorded about, oh gosh, six months worth of episodes before you even heard one. Right. Um, Five days a week, like that whole thing, eight hours a day, yeah. eight hour episodes. And then we sent it to the committee and mm-hmm. they, they called us the world champion. So yep. we'll, we'll take it. We got I will take it. Yeah. yeah. It was wonderful. Um, I mean, the reason I mentioned all that is because uh, I don't want you to think we're incompetent, but we're going to be winging it this episode. Totally winging it. We yeah. we had a topic. We had a great topic. Mm-hmm. Um, pages of notes and research. Yeah, the research had been done. We had talked to some experts. We had really t- had a, actually a, a room full of writers, which cost a lot of money, and we oh, don't the jokes usually were do. Great. Yeah, we because we mm-hmm. always pre-write our jokes, but these ones were really good because we brought in. Uh, uh, we brought Old in a guy S- who, yeah. a guy who used to intern on Parks and Rec mm-hmm. in the writing room, and so. some of the people that helped with with like those SNL movies you all go so crazy about, yeah. you know, and the, and the people that write those those damned video games and uh, everything. A, an Upright Citizens Brigade guy, mm-hmm. exactly, and and things were going great, but we made the mistake of going to the corn dog stand after dusk, which. Yeah. There's signs everywhere. Don't do not head out to the corn dog stand after dusk because they put it way out, weirdly way out in the woods. Yeah, you're not supposed to go there. But we were we we had to do it. We we did it. We had all our notes. We had well, briefcases. Yep, expired the next day. Yeah, I had to use my coupon mm-hmm. to get a mustard dog. Fifteen cents off, and we were like, we got to go. Yeah. So the sun's going down. The 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 mood is is right, the, but it starts getting spooky. We got backpacks, briefcases. Uh, in fact, it was almost like one of those old grim fairy tales where we're leaving an actual paper trail. So yeah, page we were, one, not a metaphorical paper trail, literal. So page one of the notes by the Ferris wheel. Page two by the barrel of whiskey that's close to the Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So how, how would you describe this 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 incident? Um, well, we were beset upon by some bandits. We've spoken often of the bandits. Mm-hmm. This particular gang it's, it is extra scary because it's a gang of children. Right. Um, they're, they wear like those kind of hats, like in our logo. Yeah. And, and a lot of them had eye patches. They were all smoking little cigars. Ex-paperboy types. And, and you know how children are. They, they're always smoking cigarettes or corncob pipes. They all had pints of whiskey. A lot of them had switchblades. You know, and and although none of them were taller than four feet or you know four foot two, 
There were eight or nine of them. Yeah, everyone is frightened by children. Yeah. One of them like had kept playing with a yo-yo, and I was afraid he was going to mm-hmm. hit me with it. I didn't know how good he was at yo-yo. If you think about it, children are the most terrifying thing there, there are, because even people that get pregnant, the first thing they want to do is get that kid out of them. Get that kid away from me, you know? Yeah. Because they're so frightening. And in groups, yeah. oh, it's all over, man. Once I smelled the bubble gum, I, I, I felt that panic feeling, a cold sweat. Yeah, yeah, when you looked down and saw a Bazooka Joe rapper and you mm-hmm. knew they were near. And just like you'd expect, they wanted all our notes. They wanted our topic. Yeah. And I think they, if, I mean, I don't want to give them a free plug, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can Google podcast and find their show probably. Right, right. The, uh, you know, 11th Street Hood mm-hmm. Boys is the, what they're called. Yeah, the Rubber Soul Bubblegum Boys. So they're called the Bubblegum Boys. Yeah, that's what it was. And I said, don't be a hero. I said, give them the topic. You know, give them the, the, the topic of this episode. Yeah, and I said, okay. It's not worth dying over. Yeah, and I, I was way ahead of you. Or even getting a skinned knee over you. No, 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 definitely not. We're getting spat on? It was kind of hard for me to say, say that because you had handed over the topic already. And I was really trying to say, don't, don't, be, don't be a hero. Don't, no, uh, and I was, hiding, I was behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just to be fair, you're, you're a little bit bigger than me. Right. So right. I was behind you handing that over. Um, so we have no topic. No topic. No um, topic at all. Yeah, so welcome to this episode of Podcast. But I feel like this can almost be like some sort of LSD trip. Like, we're going to really just explore our minds right now. Yeah, we're going to experiment. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with something that happened to me. I watched a movie called Midnight in Paris. Yes. And you've seen it. Yes, absolutely. It's a Woody Allen movie from about, was it last year, two years ago? Um, I guess, 2011. I guess the, <laughs> at the recording of this podcast. Oh, 2011, really? Yeah. Okay, so who knows what year this this podcast came out. So it could have been a year ago. It could have been five years ago. We're timeless. But I just watched it accidentally, and I I totally loved it. But there's a scene early on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Let me describe it just really quickly. I don't want to review it. Yeah. But it's basically a writer who's kind of a romantic. He He goes to Paris, and he's sort of a nostalgic sort of guy. What he really loves is this imagined time that was better than the present time. And for him, it's 1920s Paris with all the writers and, and artists that are, were, were all there, which, I mean, it's hard not to be romantic about that gang of, the usual gang of idiots, you know? Yeah. But there's a scene early on where his, his wife-to-be is not into, thinks it's silly that he dreams so much about the past and, and, and really is wishing for this, this life that's not reality. And there's another guy who's sort of a jerk. Some might not think that. But he has this really... He, he talks about this description of this type of thinking, where you are nostalgic for the past, which I kind of am. This, 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 you know, I think you are a little bit too. Oh, totally, there's yeah. kind of a, a, a great... Um, it's, it's so fantastic in the imagination. But he, he basically says people that are nostalgic for a time in the past can't face... The reality of the present. Yeah. Which is kind of chilling for me. It never occurred to me in any way. I just thought that it was cool to like things that were old and cool. Well, that guy was a villain, though, too. He turns out to be a villain, right. I mean, there's... Uh, it yeah, doesn't make him wrong, ways. though. It doesn't make him wrong. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think there's different levels. Okay. There's, a, there's, there's different levels. I can uh, enjoy the aesthetics of 8-bit video games. True. And they remind me of a more innocent time. And okay. I like that. But I'm not like... That, that's Way what, hung up on it. I think what his phrase applies to get people who are like still reliving their days as a high school football quarterback. Well, the, 
But I don't know. I but, guess... but you did live that. You lived the, the 8-bit video games, as did I. So yeah. that's different. That's being nostalgic on your life. That's like child, so childhood so... memories. But, but this guy in the movie is nostalgic for a time that he w- 80 oh. years before he was alive. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I, that I, what I want to explore. Well, Beca- let's, be- let's agree with this, though. The present is awful. Oh, definitely awful. Yeah. Just, it couldn't be worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, okay, well, what about those people? Because um, I, I, I am nostalgic for the past, too, but I also have no tolerance for, even though we do it to a degree, um, like kids these days kind of stuff. Or, right, right. Or like dumb memes that are like, Kanye West is a jerk. You should listen to Led Zeppelin. Right. Which is sort of addressed in the film later on. It which is, I, huh? Which I thought yeah. was great, yes. Yeah. Because cause the character is interested in this female character from the 1920s. Because he can time travel. I don't know if I mentioned that. He ends, up being <laughs> yeah, he, he ends up being able to time travel back to the 20s and live this dream. And hang Every, out with Ernest and hang out, Yeah, and hang out with all, his, his, all the, you know, these people he, he worships. But then one of the people he worships... Her ideal time is the 1890s. Yeah. So she wants to travel back to like Toulouse-Lautrec and all that kind of stuff, you know, and yeah. all the, the impressionist artists and stuff in France. And it kind of makes the point that no matter what time you're in, everyone thinks it's awful and everyone thinks the past is better for some reason. Yeah. Even though really our time right now is the best it's ever been. Right. It, it truly is. I, just, I mean, we got medicine. I read something recently that I don't know is true, but it said that this is the least violent, it, the most peaceful period in human history. Yeah, and I read that all the time, and I've never like read it from. A, it might just be one of those things everyone says. I read like it in, about spalling spiders in your sleep or something. But well, I read it in context of post World War II. World War II was so so awful that it has that it really has messed people up for a long time and and had this effect that it's more and more peaceful yeah and th- i i saw this awesome like sort of time lapse video and it was a map of the earth mm-hmm. and uh it would like the years would tick by like it would show like each year mm-hmm. at the bottom like you know 1832 1833 1834 and then the conflicts armed conflicts were represented by explosions on the map okay so you could see that, and it, it was really interesting to watch. It's like watching a time-lapse video. And then, of course, 1945 or yeah. 1917, it's all fucked up. Right. And then, yeah, so I, I've heard that many times that this is the least violent period in history. Um, it doesn't seem that way. But the, something I think about a lot is all the news of you know, terrorist bombings and things, we, they, we wouldn't really even know about them 40 years ago, 50 years ago. I guess more, 60, 70 yeah. So it seems worse now, but but maybe all this stuff was happening and we had no idea because you would have to get a newspaper from the other side of the planet somehow. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, that stuff doesn't really get, or get reported weeks later. I mean, you're, right now you're seeing horrible things happen in real time. In real time. On and your Facebook. Is that because of technology? Well, yeah. has, has technology... Well, I mean... <laughs> yes. Okay, first of all, explain <laughs> to me how a TV works. Are we seeing these images because of technology? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, a row of crops. Mm-hmm. It's like a freshly plowed field. That's all I know. That's how they invented television. Okay. Did you know that? That's true. Wait, what? Philo T. Farnsworth, who invented television, mm-hmm. saw like the row of crops on the field. Like, or like... I don't know what farming is either. 
Mm-hmm. I'm really out of my depth here, right, trying right. to use okay. something I don't understand to explain something else I don't understand. Right, that's what we do best. You know how tractors do something? Right, they go, they go, they go on they, farms. Yeah, they Farm go cars. forward. They, yeah, they go that way. Yeah, with like a happy farmer on top. So he saw like a some dirt that had just been tractored. Mm-hmm. So there was like lines in it. Then that that then he invented TV because of that. Do you have, yeah, any, I don't, do you I don't have any any more information? I really don't. Well, it's. I know that so, was the so, so what I mean by blaming technology is is it's the internet and all this stuff has been amazing in ways where I can look up anything I want at any time and I've loved that. But then it's also brought the everything horrible to your fingertips. Like a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Mothman, we were talking of I just offhanded said I don't I don't generally like to watch videos of people dying. That's true. And, and you said, well, you didn't even have to worry about that 50 years ago or 60 years ago because yeah. it's, it's like if you told someone from 1960s, oh, there's going to be this box, and on it you'll be able to watch people die anytime you want. Yeah. It, w- it would sound like some kind of nightmare machine. No, you don't have to watch people die. You can also watch people sticking things into things. Right. You can also In their body. Yeah, you can also watch someone in the privacy of their bedroom try to get a baby as far away from them as possible. <laughs> right. Because children, you, we've already spoken on children. Well, they always talk about the 60s generation and how messed up they were because of, or I don't even know messed up, but the Vietnam War was on the news every night. Right. And, and oh, they're that, messed, and oh, they're messed like, up. So they were watching people die. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they also credit that with why um, the protests eventually, well, right. I, I guess. It really pushed things over the top with people, with public out- like you're outrage. Having dinner, you're having dinner, there's three channels on. Mm-hmm. Like, at least now, you... You can watch people die when you feel like it. Right, right. Not, not every night when you're having your supper. I think that kind of also got a lot of people on board that would have been pro-war in kind of an abstract sort of way. Yeah. Like, everyone's, it got everyone's parents on board. Yeah. Not just the young hippies, you know, at the time. Yeah. And that's... It's just such a double-edged sword that way. That it's... So anyways, the, my, my point is... Where would you like to go in time? If you could use this time-traveling thing to go to any point in time, like the character in Midnight in Paris, where would you go and kind of why? Yeah, I'm into that. Um, well, first of all, I'd go back and see when Philo T. Farnsworth got the inspiration for the TV so I could ask Still him more what that means. Yeah, oh, like, okay. what, what does that more mean, information? Then? He's from, uh, by the way, he's from Beaver, Utah, which is home of America's best-tasting water. I've heard that... It's good water. Not, I'm not going to dispute the water part, but I've heard that this TV invention has been disputed, that it also happened in other places. And, um, and, and this guy from Beaver doesn't get the credit, right? Or does he? No, he does. He does. T. Farms. Really? Yeah. It's been settled. Yeah. Well, thank God for technology. Yeah. But that's kind of any invention is there was always, it always happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting thing, too. Mm-hmm. When I've heard the Wright brothers disputed that lots of people were doing Right. Airplanes. And then, mm. like, Edison invented f- film or did the Lumiere Brothers or, or whatever, you know? Like, we, anyway. We've even heard it about Stan Lee with uh, Marvel Comics characters, stole yeah. that Jack Kirby actually invented, you know? Yeah. Again. Um, but it's interesting when, like, people on the opposite sides of the world are doing the same thing at the same time somehow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I've thought about that a lot. And let's just throw down the stipulations, because this is how much I've thought about it. Okay. Um, diseases aren't going to be an issue, and we're going to assume that you... Whoa, that changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that really limited how far back I was going. Did it really? Oh, yes, for okay, sure. Okay, well, okay. I, did, my... I, did, I didn't crack 1900 because of that. Yeah. Well, in my case, diseases aren't an issue, and uh, I, let's just assume I can communicate. 
in any language, whatever it is. Yeah. Even yeah. even a, a long forgotten language. Yeah, because in the like uh, Atlantean. In the uh, Michael Crichton book Timeline, they go mm-hmm. to England in the mid ages. Yeah, the, and they is, and they there's can. a movie of the same name, right? Yeah, they made a movie of it. I didn't see it. It's awful. I saw. Yeah, it. the book's not even very good either. Okay. But they go back to England and they can't understand what anyone's saying because English oh. 500 years ago was. I don't even know if they do that in the movie. It seems like they get back there and everyone can speak. I think they figure out some way, or they they have a guy who just happens to be a professor of Middle English Mm -hmm. who translates or something. But uh, no, I um, I want to go to a baseball game in the 1900s. Okay, like I want to see Babe Ruth play, or maybe even older than that, like uh, Walter Johnson and Christy Mathewson pitch. Yeah, Uh, how about Ty Cobb when he was on that team that was the dirtiest team in baseball history? Yeah, like the Orioles from the 1890s or something. What was it? Like the Tigers. It was before he was the the Tigers. Before the Tigers. Yeah, I don't know. It was like the Orioles when they were a minor league team or something, but they were they were known to be so dirty and throw throw like. I don't know. Apparently, back then you could just beat people up and stuff on the field. Yeah, I guess no one was filming it, so it wouldn't go on the, well, on the news. Be, and also, there, like there weren't stands, so you could go have a picnic in left field mm-hmm. and watch and enjoy the game. I know. <laughs> so How I great would it. that be? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I feel like because not only do I think that'd be interesting to see these like legendary baseball players, but you'd get such an interesting little snapshot of mm. that time period. Um, you know, you'd hear what kind of slang people were really using. You'd, right. you'd smell the weird food they had. Mm. I'm sure the food was way weird. Yeah. It was It was probably really bland, a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, probably a lot of tough, chewy mutton. <laughs> yeah. Very hard, very bland. Yeah. And, this, yeah, the slang, the smells, you know. So what did, what did the world smell like? Um, well, probably before, just coal. Before, yeah. It was, was going to be coal and sweaty children workers. Again, yeah. that's where they belong, in the coal mines, yeah. in the factories. Yeah, like in, uh, in 1122-63, the Stephen King mm-hmm. uh, book that was later a Hulu series. In the book, he, talks, he goes back to like 1958 or something. And it smells terrible because there weren't, it's like a factory town right. before regulations. Like you kind of assume that the 50s are all this clean, mm-hmm. good smelling stuff. But it smells terrible. But the root beer tasted way better. I believe that. Yeah. If, if you read uh, the, what's that? Chicago meat. Oh, the jungle. The jungle yeah. has has a bunch about how awful Chicago smelled. It, it, same with the beginning of uh, uh, Go- Devil, Devil in the White City. Yeah, yeah. You talk about just it just the was stockyards. It was the most awful smelling thing you could imagine. Yeah. A city where you could just stick your butt out your window and just poop onto the street. You know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Where yeah. it's it's thank goodness we got a couple things figured out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, be- I believe, I-, I picture everything smelling like fish, kind of. I just feel like it just f- a lot of fish smells, at least on the East Coast. Yeah. Sort of smells that way now. And then I-, I-, I just, I used to think that people were much different. Like, people nowadays are way smarter. But yeah. I'm starting to think that everyone's always the same, always. Well, yeah, because if you're thinking in geologic time, mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we know more facts and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and we have medicine, but... Um, it's kind of a group effort Like, even thing. going back, like, a thousand years isn't really that long of a time for, like, the human race to fundamentally right. change. And I wonder that. In my entire life, I've, I've always thought... I've almost felt above people, for, even from 50 and 100 years ago. Yeah. And because I think I'm so much smarter, or, like, yeah. I understand things so much better... But maybe, you know, maybe things were pretty awesome in England in the 1700s. 
and you were just kind of out in the pasture, and you all knew your neighbors, and it was just more mellow. Yeah, but then, if then again, like if you've got a toothache, right? You should just kill yourself. Yeah, die, die of a cavity. Die of a cavity. Yeah, those. Are the, well, I mean, you just said we're immune. I told you I wasn't traveling past 1900 in, in the, the places I wanted to go. It was, oh yeah. Well, what what else, what's one of yours? I've got a couple more. What's a huge one for me would be Los Angeles in the early 70s, late 60s. Oh, To be able to move to L.A. in this really cool time when all these cool movies were being made before it was, you yeah. know, there's now like 11 million people or whatever. Back yeah. when it was still kind of a normal, you know, town, it was still the West Coast and still kind of packed. But it, it was becoming what, what it is. It's and then now, you could join the Manson family. Right, then I could join the Manson family. And like I told you earlier, this kind of LSD thing, take LSD every single day until I'd gone completely insane become, yeah. and become part of the family and we, we go out and do whatever good old Charlie <laughs> says. Yeah, hi, just hijinks. Just. Yeah. But part of, part of that wish is, going back to technology, is it, it's a double-edged sword, like I said. As much as I love to be able to look up anything I want at any time, I, got, I just got a whim, you Google it. Yeah. I also hate how how connected everything is and how um, I'd like to go to a time where you were just sort of let loose. And even though we haven't had cell phones and, and computers and stuff that long, the way we do right now, yeah, you kind of just got up in the morning, you did your thing. And, and in order to find someone, you had to basically run into them. You had to bump into someone, you yeah. know, aside from a, you know, a telephone call, that, <laughs> right. but there was no answering machines. Oh, yeah, there wasn't even an answering machine. Yeah, really. so, so you're going to get, unless you were literally there when the phone rings, it's, who knows? Yeah. But there's much less, it seemed like things were kind of more mellow. Yeah. So you, if you had to do something for work, they had to wait for you to get to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That it? would be pretty sweet. And that yeah. almost seems completely gone now. Yeah. And, and I just, I imagine if your car broke down then and you didn't show up for work, they're going to be more laid back because you don't show up all day. You come the next day on the bus and say, look, my car broke down. And they're like, okay, we're not going to fire you <laughs> because that happens to everybody, right? Yeah, because our cars aren't – or maybe cars are better then. I don't know. Oh, they, they were built to last. Yeah. Not, now they're made of plastic parts and computers. Computers. And hey. compu- again, computers. But the other, the other idea was just – it just – I don't know. I have this romantic view of going down to Muscle Beach and lifting some weights with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and all those old bodybuilders. Yeah. And then maybe just cruising down to, to – I don't know. A lot of this comes from – my parents lived in, the, the, yeah. in L.A. in the 70s. Yeah. And so I'd hear all their stories, and my mom worked for 20th, 20th Century Fox, you know, and it just – it just sounded cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I want to go to the early 60s Greenwich folk scene. Oh, okay. Like, uh, like that movie, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Lewin Davis, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, seeing that, I just like, man, I want to walk around with a cool scarf and mm-hmm. a guitar case and hang out in some underground dark club at 3 in the morning listening to this, this Bobby Dylan kid from mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, I would like to, going back to an era I lived in, I would like to be a little older, even in my lifetime. Like, I, I'd like to experience the 80s as, like, a college-age oh, guy. Well, well, that goes into one of my lifelong fantasies, which is to start my entire life over with my current brain in my baby body. Oh, see, that's one of my biggest nightmares. I hope that never Why? happens to me. Because I'd, like, because there's, man, I'd get so bored. You would be bored, but I, but I, I feel like you could really get a lot of stuff done that would take you years, you know? Like, you yeah. could immediately go out and buy albums you love. 
You yeah. wouldn't have to wait till like, oh, I was 29 years old when I found out about this band. You know, yeah. you could just, and you could start making money quick. You could start getting different jobs. Yeah. You could get scholarships to any college, you know? Yeah. And then you could even do stuff, you could do kind of get into Back to the Future Biff stuff. Yeah. With the sports almanac, oh, yeah, where yeah. you buy you buy like stock in Apple and and Guitar Hero and whatever, <laughs> yeah, buy stock in Guitar Hero for that one Christmas and then sell it right then when it's like at its its height. You know, you would know every fad coming up. Okay, I'm going to buy all the stock in Tickle Me Elmo, and then that same Christmas sell it all. You know, yeah. you could become a billionaire. You just buy Tickle Me Elmos. Or oh yeah, Beanie Babies. Yeah, a month early, go in yeah. buy uh, 500 uh, Tickle Me Elmos, sell them all. You yeah. know. Or this year, God, what the hell was it? I was blown away what this year's thing was. It was an egg. I found this out because my work gave these away. Uh. It's an egg with some kind of crazy little animatronic owl in it, and it pecks its way out of the, the egg, the actual egg. That sounds cool. So you, you set the egg down, and I think, and it's as big as a, like a pterodactyl egg, like this giant. <laughs> and it's like sealed? It's not like it it's just sealed. has a mechanism that... No, it's sealed, and it shatters out. It Like the egg itself is, is, this is a one-time thing. It breaks through the shell, and then, but you have to like hug it and rub it or something, or cheer it on once it starts breaking the shell, and then it, and then it becomes like a Furby type thing where it like, you set it next to another one, and they fucking do whatever, chirp like at ta- each other. Ta- Tamagotchi kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, all that kind of bullshit. But I mean, that's happening still. That's basically a, a, a tickle me Elmo for this year. You know, every single Christmas, buy yeah. lots of those, sell them. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the other thing. Would you use your your powers for evil? Because that is technically, in comic book terms, that's using your power for evil. Well, it's really um, it's really hard not to. Right. And what is evil really? <laughs> yeah. I like that you're already rationalizing it. I mean, if it benefits me, like I'm not evil. Mm-hmm. So if I bet on the Cubs or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess not the Cubs until last year. Right. But. Here, here's another thought I had that, that, about, that I've thought a lot about yeah. in time travel. Going back and taking like the tab book for Nirvana, Nevermind, and becoming Nirvana. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So a year before yeah. Kurt Cobain's going to write these songs, you r- record all, every song on Nevermind, and you release it. Is that the... Uh, well, yeah, that would be interesting. Well, then there's the bootstrap paradox. Oh, where you where you give Kurt Cobain the idea? Yeah, so and, uh... yeah, so if I go, if I trans, if I just go to the store and buy the sheet music for yesterday, mm-hmm. and then go to 1962 and say, "Here, Paul, I wrote this song for you, but just take it as your own." Mm-hmm. And then Paul McCartney records yesterday, and but I wrote it, right? But he wrote it. I couldn't have written it without him writing it, but he wrote it because I gave it to him. That's one of the, closed loop, man. That's the, the one of the most fun parts of of time travel thinking. Yeah, it's one of the things I love the most about Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. They take it one step further, where they just have yeah. to discuss it, like, like, oh, we don't have the keys to the jail cell. Well, after we do the concert and save the the babes, we steal your dad's keys, could take them back in time and hide them somewhere. Yeah. Where? How about right here? Yeah. And, then, and then the keys are there. Yeah, it's brilliant. Which is like, once you have the power to travel through time, you become a god, basically. Yeah. And so those bootstrap paradoxes become so fun to think about because that's the exact sort of thing. Like, that's usually the twist ending in a lot of these movies is yeah. the person trying to do this ends up accidentally doing it to begin with, you know? Oh, yeah. Exactly like that. Like, give the idea of... Like, like in Back to the Future with, with Chuck Berry's cousin hearing Michael J. Fox yeah. and calling him up and go, or, you, uh, you're going to love this, you know? Or uh, 12 Monkeys is that, mm-hmm. where this, uh, this, trauma, this traumatic event that he witnessed as a child that 
tied him to that era was actually himself getting shot as a time traveling adult. Right. Right. Um, it's trippy stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to just be like hanging out at the mall in 1989, but as yeah. a grown up. Yeah. That would be like fun. The, even the same mall. I'd like the same, I want to live in the same neighborhood, but I want to have a car and you have all the money and you have jobs plenty and, of money to, to play golden ax all night long at the arcade. Yeah, exactly. And go over to Sabaros and eat as much pizza as you want. Because money's no option. Yeah. I, I mean, no, no, no issue. No I mean. issue. Uh, right now, it's no option. No, yeah. no issue. Yeah, currently, money's no option for me. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a part-time job. Uh, Would you do anything? Da Vinci. I want to meet Leonardo da Vinci. I want to go to Assassin's Creed 2. Do you think that in these that things... Italian, in Florence and... Right. Hang out with Da Vinci. But do you think these, these would be huge letdowns? Do you think you'd go back and meet him and be like, oh, my God, he, there was a bunch of people... Because there's a theory about Shakespeare that it's not oh, one yeah. writer, but a bunch of them. Well, if so you go back to meet Shakespeare and you're like, holy shit, there's a team of writers in here. No, that would be even less disappointing. Be more exciting. Yeah. Find out everything's bullshit. You'd be the only one that knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like fake news. Yeah. I he, knew has, it. he has like a writing staff. Yeah. And that's, you know, who knows? Yeah. Because just like any of these things, it just becomes this i don't know if it's a word of mouth thing how how did they, how did anyone even get famous before there was you know computers yeah it's just word of mouth it's literally word of mouth so kings popes 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 was probably involved somehow and that and if you think about um i was talking about the going back and recording a nirvana album pretending you're nirvana growing yeah. your hair out doing all that stuff I personally, in my fantasy world, have come to the conclusion that it won't work because it has to be this perfect storm of events. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, um, I mean, even that's like a butterfly effect kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is it's not, yeah, what if you recorded Nirvana's Nevermind and then like the label refused to put it out mm-hmm. or it's, it went out and sold 162 copies? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, what? I just recorded one of the greatest albums ever. Right. Why did this not work? There's so many albums that I, I'm curious if they're actually great albums or if it's completely happenstance. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean you well, can it's tell... a combination you, of a bunch of things. Oh, yeah. right. But you can, you can, and you can tell an album's great, but there's been... I've heard albums by bands that are, I think are just unbelievable, that should be world famous. Yeah. And nobody likes it. Nobody cares about it, you know? Yeah. And so you've got to wonder that, like, you, you record a Nirvana album, it's probably going to do, do all right. There's some catchy songs on there. Yeah. But I mean, to do go ten times platinum, basically bury the entire hair metal yeah. kind of scene in the in the dirt, and create this whole new, you know, you, you get when when Nirvana became famous, they dragged up like fifty bands with them, you know, yeah. that you would never even. Do you think the Melvins would have done that well on their own? They might have. Who knows? Yeah, or Sonic Youth, or Sonic or, Youth, or any of these guys, or the Pixies. Yeah, yeah. but it's just. Like so many things in life, a perfect storm, you know, yeah. of things happening. Well, yeah. What if what if I was in the same place at the same time? I recorded Nevermind, but I'm a 37 year old bald pudgy guy with a beard, <laughs> and the video is exactly the same. It's we you know we, we're in the gym with the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same moves, but instead of Kurt Cobain, it's me. Well, that's that could be a big argument about the Pixies right there. Yeah, because because Frank Black is arguably ta- more talented, and I I kind of think more talented. Then Kurt Cobain and his band got as as far as you can get being kind of a, a pudgy bald guy. Yeah, and and there's no arguing that Kurt Cobain is a beautiful guy. He's incredibly well, he's, he's, and he's just cool and he's dangerous cool. And... He's got this awesome at, awesome bad attitude, but he is kind of a gorgeous man. 
I think it's hard to argue that he doesn't have piercing blue eyes and like this cool dimpled chin, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he just... Uh, I'm, just I'm just looking up pictures of Frank Black to make myself feel better. Yeah, but I, I mean, cool. it's, it's, that's, and that becomes a music video thing too because all these artists up to MTV, you could look like some kind of horrifying elephant man as long as the music on the record was yeah. amazing. You can become a, a huge star, but it's it's much harder now. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the argument that Frank Black isn't even uncool enough to have it be cool again. What, what do you, wait? What you know? I mean, there's tons of rock and rollers who are like devastatingly ugly, also, mm-hmm. but somehow it it comes around and it's cool, or like their awkwardness is part of the charm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, even even with Frank Black, he's just right in that dead zone in the middle. Right, right. He's not ugly enough to be like. I mean, God, Mick Jagger's ugly. Yeah, he's not ugly. He just, he just very, he's very like human looking. He looks kind of like the average guy. But yeah, just a, a, just vice principal looking guy mm-hmm. that has just, a, just tons of talent. So yeah. I, yeah, that's. I guess that's. I guess if we knew <laughs> knew how to get famous, see, that's everyone would be rich and famous and huge rock stars, you know. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do is go back in time and actually start podcast. Mm-hmm. And it'll be podcast. the first one. It'll oh. be called podcast. And we'll, and we'll say it's a radio show for the internet. That'd be exhausting to try yeah. to explain. Can you imagine the first? I've heard the guy from MTV with long hair, Adam Curry. Do you remember him? Yeah. A VJ. Yeah. I've, I've heard he's credited with the first podcast. Oh, wow. And I, and I just find, I, I imagine it's so exhausting to, ex- I still have to explain what a podcast is to half the people I, that know it, you know, that know I do one. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I've had to explain it to my mom. My mom still thinks that it's a radio show somehow, and she has to listen at a certain time, you know. Oh. <laughs> and like, just still just is not quite got it. Yeah. And, and that's, that seems to be very common when people want to know what time our show comes on, and I just say, anytime. That's, just yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> really forever. But I mean, can you imagine the first person explaining a podcast? Like this Well, it doesn't I guess in retrospect it doesn't seem that hard. You just say it's a it's a downloadable talk show. It's like a radio show that is on an album. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because podcasting is is almost like a genre because of course our stupid show couldn't be a radio show. Right. You can't say it's a radio show on the internet because there's no radio shows that. Are, well, no, maybe there are. Well, there's plenty. I think. Yeah. I think people stream stuff all the time now. But I mean, like, there's no radio shows that are just some different random topic every week with two clowns talking. I, I could. I but maybe no there idea. are actually. Now there could be. It. I think there's everything. Yeah. There is. Like we've come to kind of a singularity on every media, every art, every radio show, every po- everything is everything. You yeah. know. Once well, yeah, I guess this is it's just like a morning show. Yeah, like what we do is a morning show, except we don't play songs or read the news, mm-hmm. or have any horns to honk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, we've had a morning show in uh, in our old hometown, Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. called uh, I'm not going to say what it's called, right? But it's been the same lineup for I don't know how long, at least 20, years. 20 to twenty five years, perhaps. Probably a little bit less. God, it's probably about twenty years. To- yeah, I'll and uh, I actually listened to it the other day. I was I was um, up earlier than normal, driving around, and was like, "Oh, I'll check in with that morning radio show." I listened to literally twenty three years ago in high school mm-hmm. or junior high, and it's exactly the same. 
The only difference wow. is they play less songs. But even like their jokes are the same. The, their background music when they're doing their different segments are the same. That's the their same? Their segments are identical. Yeah. Wow, these people must have to drink a lot. So, let's see. So I would say another place. 1986 I- is when this show debuted. 86? So 30, 31 years? So My God. So there, there might have been some breaks in between. But, yeah, on, on a few different radio stations, it started in 1986 with the two guys, and then they added the girl in 1996. My That's God. That's 21 years with the same th- th- lineup. And wow. just the exact same segments, the same kind of jokes and nods, the same attitude. <laughs> Five days a week. Wow. For 31 years. Well, when we first started doing podcasts years and years ago, one of our big worries is we'd run out of things to talk about. Yeah. But the thing that I found is you literally can just talk forever. So yeah. I would say that it must be awful doing that for 31 years, but I, but you know, it's awful doing anything. It's awful for doing. Yeah. Years. Well, it's awful. Yeah. Just, just getting up in the morning for 31 years is awful. Yeah. But it's, it's very possible, I guess. I just, <laughs> I don't know. That would, that would drive me insane. So another play, I think I'd I'd like to go back to some see some jazz maybe in the I don't know wouldn't it be a good time to see a lot of jazz the forties nineteen forties I don't know go go to some clubs get some crazy jazz cigarettes you know sit yeah. around hear some stuff when it was first being like fifty cr- again like fifties Greenwich Village like, yeah we yeah could bump into each other probably oh yeah we might yeah. but which we, which, but you're, would, but you're... which would tear the the fabric of reality yeah. apart though so we got to be careful yeah because you're you're uh, I'm a, I'm a folky and you're a jazzbo right <laughs> we're just walking down the street mm-hmm. tipping our different kind of hats I'm wearing like one of those fisherman hats mm-hmm. and you're wearing a fedora. <laughs> We kind of look at each other for a second yeah. and then keep walking. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the idea of being at these these events that are become huge cultural touchstones, you know, be, become super fascinating to me. Like like you were you were talking about that Stephen King book that's about basically about Kennedy, right? The yeah. assassination of Kennedy. Yeah. Can you imagine going to you know, Texas going, what was it? Dallas? Yeah. Where he was assassinated. Yeah. Going there early and kind of checking stuff out, looking for some suspicious characters. <laughs> yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Like, and, and finding out what really happened, that would be yeah. incredible, you know? Um, I mean, Woodstock, would you want to go to Woodstock? Oh, I would totally go to Woodstock. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. How fun. Oh man. And, the the seventies New York punk scene would be incredible. Go to the first yeah. Ramones show. Yeah, holy you know, shit. and and all that. Oh, it it would just. And then even what we were talking about the Devil in the White City. I would have loved oh, to go yeah. to the eighteen ninety. Is it three? Eighteen ninety two or three uh, Chicago World's Fair. Yeah, it, maybe stay in that little bed and breakfast I hear so much about. <laughs> that's, yeah. right, that's right, that's right, that, yeah. that that the murder castle there. That I hear so many good things about. <laughs> but but be able to walk around and see, just, yeah, that would absolutely it would be, be on my list. After reading that, mind book, blowing. Yeah, I mean that that book basically is the whole inspiration for this show, right? Without a doubt, yeah. I think, I think <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean if it's not if it's not obvious, if this is news to you, read uh, Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. First of all, you should read it because it's an amazing book, and uh, yeah, but it definitely changed changed our lives quite a bit. Yeah, because we <laughs> you know because now we're in a world's fair. Um. Yeah, in that Stephen King book, he, there's an interesting concept where the uh, what is it? there's some phrase he keeps using, like the past has the past is aware 
or the past is self police. There's some phrase that, that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Where basically, when he does try to make any kind of change, like the universe doesn't want it to happen. Right. That's a, that's a concept in science fiction. Yeah. So like, where you can't change the. So past. he's trying to stop the assassination, and like his, he gets in a car crash, and then the mm-hmm. bus breaks down, and then he gets. There's one where he's trying to stop a murder, and he gets like wild diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that's in this show. That's in every Stephen King book. Stephen King's really big on um, upset stomachs, diarrhea, just bowel problems in general. If the stakes were that high, you could just poop on the floor, man. Well, no, I know. Yeah, it was like... Or shit your pants and stop a murder. The the stakes are pretty high. If if there was a murder about to happen and I had diarrhea, I would just, just totally shit my pants. But like wild diarrhea. Well, how no, that wild, really is man. that really is one of Stephen King's touchstones is uh is yeah bowel really? problems yeah always comes up weird in his books I don't know if that trans if that carries over into the movies because it's kind of an unappealing <laughs> thing to show and kind of super, superfluous <laughs> superfluidus so his superfluid yeah that's what it's that's what diarrhea that's what is. it translates into from Latin is superfluidity wow yeah um, yeah that's all yeah that's an interesting thing though yeah I. I don't know. If you try to change the past, you either it either doesn't work, like you were saying, because yeah. you have diarrhea, or that's when you start splintering into alternate realities, which I yeah. sort of think we're in one right now. Yeah. I sort of think the world splintered at a certain point kind of recently. But it's that goes into you know Infinite Earth stuff. Yeah. Where like, or then there's all the unforeseen effects, too. Right. Which, to keep going back to this book, um, spoiler Mm-hmm. He is able to prevent the assassination. Oh, really? Co- and then he comes back to the present, and shit is way fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. And that—that's kind of that becomes a thing when the one of the big time travel plots is to go back to kill Hitler, right? Yeah. But then it seems like every time you do that, it makes the world a hundred times worse. You know? Yeah. And then there's even like hype. I mean, there's a whole genre of science fiction about that. Mm-hmm. Like you kill Hitler, but then the Soviets take over all of Europe. Right, right. And yeah, and whatever. Would you go back and do anything really bad? Would you go back and like take part in a bank robbery or, or, or go kidnap someone or kill Hitler? Would you want to do anything like that? No, nah, I just want to hang out. Me too. Maybe make and make money, make some money, but a little bit of money. That's why it's not evil. Like I'm only just, just going to make a little bit of money. I'm going to make ten grand betting on. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson or something. Right. Yeah. It would be cool to just spend a lot of time researching every single year of the entire 20th century and every month or every day even, if you have this much effort, find out the coolest thing happening. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to assume that if you have the, the ability to travel through time, it's because you have a time machine. Yeah. In Midnight in Paris, a car picks him up at midnight every night and it takes yeah. him back in time. But I'm going to go with, again, Bill and Ted. You have a phone booth or some kind of bubble, time bubble, like the uh, Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yeah. And you, so, so every day you can, like, effortless, effortle- I can't say that, which is ironic. Yeah, Effort- it is. Effortlessly <laughs> <laughs> travel from New York to Paris to, you know, Moscow. So you're like, okay, you, you get up in your day planner. You're like, okay, August 12th, 1906. You're like, I want to eat the first hot dog. Yeah. And then you're like, Cleveland, you know, 9 a.m. Oh, I like that plan. So now then this... so then you can literally go to Mike Tyson's big fight. You can yeah. go to the assassination of Kennedy. You can go to the Berlin Wall yeah. falling. Just like Axl Rose when he goes back and eats snacks. <laughs> the hungry time traveler. Yeah. Right, right, right. Google that, Axl Rose hungry time traveler. Mm-hmm. And that would be 
probably the most fun life you could possibly live. Well, see, now I'm getting sad. This always happens to me when talking about truly impossible situations. Mm-hmm. Is I really carry it away, and then I get sad that it's not going to happen. Not, not only is it not going to happen, not even like now remotely. I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad. You're not even going to ha- go to some great event that's happening that's going to happen that yeah. you could actually go to. You yeah. just don't know when or where. Yeah. yeah. You need that sports <laughs> almanac. Exactly. <laughs> you got to make like a tree and leave and go get one. Make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, that's right. I said, yeah. it, I said, you said it right. It, you said it right. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway. Well, yeah, anyway. You got any, any more thoughts? No, I'm just going to be bummed out for a couple of days. I know. I'm, I'm pretty bummed out now, too. But I, I do want to say... watch Midnight in Paris again. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Go watch Midnight in Paris. I, I, it, I got such a huge kick out of it that yeah. I didn't expect. I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. But every scene when he meets a new person and suddenly you're like, oh, it's Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. You know? You just If you're into art and, and writing from around that time, I, I was laughing my butt off. Yeah. And I, yeah. All right. Well, I think we recovered nicely from our stolen topic. Um, well, here's the thing. What if the topic that was stolen was this topic or something? This could be a, a bootstrap paradox in itself. No, that's exactly what it is. We're the children who stole from ourselves. Oh, my God. We are. I thought yeah. one of those, I thought two, two of those kids were pretty good looking. Yeah, like I thought. Yeah. They really seem to have their shit together. Yeah. I kept thinking, if someone's going to rob me, I want it to be this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this kid. So, yeah. Wow. I'm glad we stole. Now that I think about it, remember when we were in a gang when we were kids? Yeah, and then we just said, like, oh, what we're going to have to remember to do is start a podcast later. Right. Because we, we were like, I don't know what this is. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. 